In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Why do we play golf? Well, that's a great question. It's actually a bit more complicated than you would think. It is the Capital Golf Gang, and we are live at the new Rockville store of yes. Golfdom. What How about it? How about it? A handsome at, place. Look at this. Beautiful. Brand new snore. Snore. Brand new <laughs> store. I can smell yes. the yeah. brand new materials yep. and everything, it's the true. carpeting, it's the paint. It's all new. It's beautiful. Uh, this store opened here in Rockville, Maryland, right on Rockville Pike, uh, in the what shopping center plaza is the this? Pike Center. Pike Center. And it is truly, not exaggerating, Ronas, a flip wedge from the rooftop of the old 980 Studios. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's definitely. right over there. A good yeah. uh, kind of par five. Down the road from Woodmont. from Woodmont. Down yeah. the road from Woodmont. Yeah. You spend many years as yep. the uh, teaching pro at Woodmont Country yep. Club. Yep. Site of That's the great. U.S. Open qualifier, Ghoul, coming up? Uh, no? Sectional qualifier sectional. almost every year for the yeah. last 20, 25 years. Long yeah, the, the, the second stage, not the local qualifier, but what they call the sectional second qualifier. Final stage. The final stage, because yeah. if you if you get in, you, yeah. go, you play in the Open. It was right. Woodmont was the gateway to the U.S. Open. Right. And, and for a long time for the tour players, because we always had a tour stop mm-hmm. either the week before or the week after, and it was always like the place where all the spots were. That was wild. I'd be given a golf lesson. It'd be like Tom Kite on one side and wow. you know, yeah, Lady Fred Watkins Funk, on yeah. the other or something like that. Very it was cool. wild. Here's a fun fact for you, or maybe it's not a fun fact. Maybe it's just something that's interesting to me is that I put up on YouTube many years ago short videos with my super slow-mo camera it was a casio i believe at the time of some of the lpga players who were at woodmont trying to qualify or i think it was a qualifier for something lpga was there for one year yes an actual uh, not tournament? the lpga it was for the it was for the women's u.s open was there for one year because the qualifier i believe so yep. uh, because uh, they usually were playing it somewhere locally Kenwood, and they had to move for something yep. So I took these videos. Now, what happens on YouTube is you get comments from people every now and then. They're like, years later, they'll see a video and they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll make a comment on it, right? Mm-hmm. I just posted it. It's, it just comes to me. And I filmed a lot. I, I got Natalie Golbis in slow motion. I got Molly Funkhauser. That tells you how Michelle old it Wee is. was there. Michelle yeah. Wee. I got Michelle. Yeah. That's where yeah. I get a lot of my comments because I had a great down the line shot of Michelle Wee yeah. hitting a three. And one. her parents weren't in the way. <laughs> that was the, You're right. That was what was, was rare about the shot. Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I noticed yeah. that. I oh, noticed yeah. how hovering. Yes. Wow. Mr. Wee was on every. She was very nice, but the parents were very quiet. So you, so you remember that? Oh, right? I, I remember it vividly. It was the only time we hosted the U.S. Open qualifier for women when I was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it was both in one year. Anyway, it's good to be back in the neighborhood. New Rockville store. Uh, we're going to announce a way that you can get twenty dollars off your purchase of good old golf stuff when you come in here but you have nice. to wait to the end of the show yeah Ooh, that's the tease that's the business Perfect. right yeah it's, it's, well it's even it. a special prize on top of that but a oh, that's right real. Yeah. a zabe related prize uh-huh. perhaps oh okay well, well well so 
why do we play golf? Why do we happily spend our money on equipment and lessons and golf trips and everything else? Presumably, we play golf because it makes us happy. Many times, yes. though, golf does not make us happy, Mr. Ronis. Makes yeah. us despairing. Makes us angry. Makes us feel inadequate. Makes us feel a lot of things. But it should make us happy, right? Correct. So the question I have is, in light, and I'm going to play the great clip from Happy Gilmore. Go to your happy place. Your happy happy place. Now, his happy place was his girlfriend with two giant pitchers of beer. (laughs) (laughs) Julie Bowen, by the way, spectacular. Still looks great to this day. I don't think she's aged a year. Mama. Yep. With her slot machine. Happy place. Some weird guy on a unicycle. <laughs> Part of the brilliance of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> now, how do you feel? Better. Yeah, better. Okay. So here's the question for this week's show to lead everything on. Hey, what is happy the happiest you've ever been? Don't get excited. I've been course. here before. Wow. Mm, great question. So can, it's a big one there, can, isn't it? I know it pretty vividly. I was, it was a, U, uh, not US amateur, it was a Massachusetts amateur. I was playing, it was a, to get to the semifinals. And I was 19 years old. And at that point, everything was a little bit easier, right? Mm-hmm. Everything came a little bit easier. You don't really appreciate stuff. I played, I won the match, and I came home. My parents were sitting in the screen porch. And, of course, you know, you didn't have any social media or anything back then. And my dad couldn't go leave work, you know. So I came home, and uh, he said, how'd you do? And I said, I won. And he goes, he was, I just can't express the picture on his face. That's awesome. And really, why it was, was he grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. And this family of the person that I beat was a wealthy family he worked really hard to join this club called thorny lee and they were these elite kids that were the same age as him as they were growing up in their 30s and stuff and he didn't like that that they were given everything and they acted that way wow and he had to earn it Mm, and he was so happy (laughs) when i told him i won and that was probably the happiest golf on the golf course, I'm happy anytime I'm out there, like after six o'clock at night, and I can just roam around and listen to the birds and see the sunset. But that was something I'll, I'll always remember. That's a great story. It reminds yeah. me of the uh, line, or not the line, but the scene in the documentary about Hogan and Nicholas and Palmer called The Back Nine of Cherry Hills, HBO production. And Palmer talked about it. Have you guys seen it, by the way? I think I have. I think you sent it to me, right? Is that oh, one you've yeah. got? Like... I, I, I'm an evangelist for this thing. Yeah, you've got to is... see it. It's beautiful filmmaking. And they pretty much talk about how the Cherry Hills U.S. Open 1960 intertwined the three men's careers. You know, yes. the, 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 the decline of Hogan, his last best shot, the rise of Nicholas with Palmer as the established guy. Right. Yep. But Palmer said growing up that his father, uh, Deacon, uh, groundskeeper at uh, uh, Latrobe, mm-hmm. yep. was a hard man, drinking hard man and not a great father all the time, but that when he finally won a big tournament, Arnie said, his dad said to him, you done good, boy. And he would tear up every time. He said, you done good, boy. Yeah. And and was, I mean, Arnie it. would tear up every time he'd say that. Yes, right. He yeah. would tear up, like, because I heard but him it, say it on the show you sent me, but yeah. I've heard him say it before. Yeah. And, I mean, his dad was... 40 years in the grave, and Arnie, every time he would say that, would tear up because that was the only 
yeah. really positive reinforcement positive he got from his dad. All right, cool. Where, when are you happiest on the golf course? And don't say giving somebody a two-shot penalty. No. For having an extra club <laughs> That's in the bag. Great. Trust me. I abhor that. Uh, I know. So I, it's probably two things. One uh, is, you know, my parents got me into the game, and anytime I can play with them, my mom, who's still alive in 82 and, and still playing golf, uh, a vivid memory of mine will always be, and, and it's obviously a happy memory, is winning uh, the Evergreen member guest with my dad. You know, just nice. kind of big comeback, you know, all that stuff uh, was really good. And then probably one of the other ones that's kind of more personal and not as family is uh, playing St. Andrews the first time. Uh, not only was it a glorious day, I played out of my mind, probably 10 strokes better than normal, hold a shot from the fairway for oh, an eagle, goodness. you know, got downwind wow. and drove a par four and two-putted for birdie. I mean, Great. this is not thing that's, that happened to yeah. me. And it was like... I'm like squinting at you going, ball or ghoul? I can't yeah, see. Right. No, exactly. It, it was fours. like angels were singing when I was playing. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, I, that's why I always describe it. It was just glorious. So At St. Andrews? At St. Andrews. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. With your dad? No, unfortunately. Oh, okay. All right, buddy, happiest time ever on, on the golf, a golf course. course. 18th hole at Pebble, Ooh. 1996, and uh, engaged to my wife of now 26 years. Um, next day, got to play with my dad at Pebble. That was his dream. I had not played it. He had not played it. So we had a great, great day. Um, late, you know, He had told me, I want my ashes at Pebble Beach. So yeah. it was cool to go there. Yeah. Years later, I got to put his ashes on the 18th hole at Pebble oh, Beach. So nice. awesome. So awesome. special kind of all centers of us. life. Did, yeah. you, did you propose to Mrs. Buddy on out, Pebble? Out at the, yes. Oh, wow. Walked out to the trees you drive out to. Yeah. Um, oh, that's fantastic. And they, uh, those two Eight. trees died. I was like, uh-oh, this <laughs> oh, isn't a good omen right now. They replaced them. We've survived it. Yeah. No, you know, okay. it's struck okay. by lightning at least. Okay. Yeah, right. right. And then so, and then I actually did the ashes at the tree by the green. Uh, so kind of feel a little yeah. connection. That's awesome. Yeah. See, now there's a good joke in there, buddy. You're going to have to workshop it. But you talk, <laughs> tell that story and people are all sucked in like, oh my God, that's great. And you go, yeah, yeah, no, the, the proposal's whatever. I smoked a three-way guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. right. And the tree died. Because, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I, for me, I think, as I thought about this question to myself, I thought, you know, I think the happiest I've ever been on a golf course was when I was running the Potomac Cup, and I was out there, not even playing, but just running it and, you know, captaining to a certain extent and just watching 24 guys like me, guys who have jobs and families, coming together, having the absolute time of their life and the uniforms and the gear that Buddy would help us get and how well we were able to run it. It wasn't just me. It was Ron Thomas. There's a lot of people involved in this. And even though many of these guys, as you know, Ghoul, because you saw them, mm -hmm. were ingrates, jackasses, <laughs> I suffered that. And I rules violators. Up, and rules violators. I suffer, And drunks. I suffered that. I put up with that because the vast majority of them were just so happy to be out there in this really cool replica Ryder Cup with all the uniforms. And there was great kinship, great camaraderie. And I was just kind of like, I did this. Look at what I gave and, these and guys. And don't forget the T-markers. The T-markers had to be 50% of that event. It was glorious. So I see the T-markers in the Tupperware boxes in my garage up in the storage shelves, and mm -hmm. I think to myself, 
gotta get them out. Yeah, I gotta out. get them. I'll take <laughs> them for the Waterford Four. <laughs> for your for the for four the, hole the on your property. Yeah, the Waterford yeah. Loop. I'll take them. Yeah, you'll take them and then you'll throw them on the on the bonfire this fall. No, my dog like, ah, will have them in her mouth. Hey, and that was a great event. It really I mean, you was. Really, you put. I'd love awesome, to get it up awesome. and running again, but you know these things. It's hard. Anytime a golf, I say this to people about golf trips or any guy activity. Don't ever let it die for a year. It's yep. so hard to get it resurrected to get yep. the shock panels. Just to, to it. get the golf course. Well, and even say. I yeah, have the absolutely. book in my office that you did. You know, the, yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the pictures and oh yeah, just it was done to the the nines all the way through. Sure, was. awesome event. Yeah, so I would do say, it again. But you know, that's an interesting comment that you make, though, Zay, because all of our comments were not like I, I've won some things in my yeah. life. It had nothing to do with ago. me win. Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me winning something and yep. me saying that's the happiest. It's, it's when we share yep. those experiences, those golf experiences with someone else. That yeah. Otherwise, you know, like yeah, who cares yourself, if it's just by It's one thing. But I, I'm sure someone would answer that. It was yeah. when I won this. But when you can in golf, you have the opportunity to share so much and for so long a period of time. That it just makes it such a different game from everything everything else. Well, it would be play. interesting that major winners, if you ask them their happiest, might not even be winning that major. No, it would be it, seen. Yeah. Like, I bet you Tiger's happiest moment was seeing his Charlie. son. Yeah. yeah. After, you know, it could be his dad, yep. but I bet you it's his son. I, I bet, And too. so, you know, that's the cool thing about golf and, and all, all everything we just said has to do with sharing it with others, which is cool. I want a few things. I like that line. I yeah. want a few things. I want a few things. I'm going to yeah. make you list your wins, mister. Not that I don't believe you, but you're too humble in that regard. You know, I was the winner of the PG County One Day Junior Amateur in 1985. Go. I got the trophy mm-hmm. to prove it. And I won it at Enterprise Golf Course, mm-hmm. shooting 74. I mean, talk about going low. Yeah, that is low. <laughs> and I did it while hitting a ping one iron, buddy, off of every tee box. Because oh, the fairways yeah. were baked out and hard. I just was keeping it in play. Pars were good enough, and I won. I won. It's awesome. I won in a scorecard match. Oh, wow. Nice. In a sweaty, screened-in pavilion out there at Enterprise Golf Course in Laytonsville, Maryland. Yeah, there you and you're go. like, I don't even know how with they're a bunch doing of this, other, I won. With a bunch of other teenagers I didn't even know. That's great. My yeah. family wasn't there. Nobody was there. They're like, oh, you're playing in a tournament. Have fun. Right. It's on the other side of the market. Right. And then I call home. I'm like, well, I didn't even call home because it was 85. There's yeah. no cell phones. Right. Just, I come home with a trophy. Yeah. My parents are like, what? And the funny thing is, it was such a small tournament. I don't even know who ran it in the D.C. area, that my dad was incensed it was not in the agate type in the post. Oh, the next day. He called him up. He was like, I'm going to put this in there. From the mean streets of McLean. I go, Dad, it was just a one-day deal. Don't worry about it. He was very agitated. He was like, get that in there. You know what's crazy is we, when I was at Congressional, no problem getting those things in there. Like It would be like Ladies Wednesday group, such and such one. Woodmont, nothing would ever be in there. We're like, what's going on? It was all alphabetical. So they would just take a look at it and say, Columbia, Congressional, whatever. And they put it in there until they ran out of space oh, wow. in that last little pot. So <laughs> Woodmont would never get in there. Do you, have you ever heard of something called honor scores in papers? No. Never it's heard of it. It's a Midwest thing. It's a thing in Milwaukee. I don't know if they still do it, but the newspaper there, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, would post honor scores where if you shot a good score for oh, wow. you, usually you had to break 80, I think. You'd call the paper, and they'd go, Okay, Mr. Garbaki, we'll put you in there. 78 over at uh, Holly yeah. Hills. <laughs> now, wow. now, now they don't want to post that, right? Well, there's, they, they don't there's want no papers. Now. There's no yeah, papers, there's no but papers. there was a certain space that they would fill. 
Yeah. And when it was full, it was done. over. They didn't yeah. care wow. what they put in there. Right. Yeah. So that's so weird scores. that you've never yeah. heard of honor scores. No, no I haven't. Never heard of non-tournament, no. non-verified even. It's just my no. best score ever at so like you put this score Just the way you're getting in the paper. Uh, yeah, well, right. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. probably a um, content thing in the Midwest, maybe that they don't have that problem yeah. in the East. But It might have been. As a follow-up, just to one more swipe at this, what is the most magical thing maybe you've seen on a golf course or just a magical moment? Because I was – Relaying this to one of the guys who's coming on the trip with us to Scotland this June, coming up quick, and he was like, what? There's dogs on golf courses? Because he's a huge dog guy, loves dogs. And Mm -hmm. I go, oh, yeah. I said, in Scotland, they have this law that says there's no private property. You can walk and walk your dog all over the links. So we'll see at least a dozen dogs. And he was so excited. So I said, well, if we're lucky like we were last trip, North Berwick, they have a pitch and putt course. And it's about 100-yard holes, nine holes, whatever. Uh, And we're there playing, and two kids, age 10, 12, something like that, walk up with sling bags and two dogs. Mm -hmm. They proceed to play alongside us with us with their sling bags, nine holes, pitch and putt, the two dogs playing fetch with them with a tennis ball running around like the happiest people in the world. And the sun was going down. It was warm. You're barefoot. I'm like, this is magic right now. Yeah. How really, great is that? It really is. Two that, kids. And that's that doesn't exist in the States. You can't walk as a ten year old to a pitch and putt no. course and play with your dogs and not everybody yell at you. Yeah, you can't you can't even rules. have your dogs off a leash too many most rules. places around here. Yeah. So how do we create a place like that here? Unfortunately, you need people to be more aware of their surroundings first to be able to do that because if one of those dogs would have gone to the bathroom, those kids would have picked it up immediately because they know the how important it is for them to be able to keep that lifestyle. Around been. here, it would have been, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. No. And then you got people stepping in. Then there's rules. There's rules based upon people can't do it do themselves. You think, it, you think it's lawyers here, too? No. That That the lawyers would say, oh, no, uh, not you, that we, part. There are yeah. lawyers involved in a lot of things. Yeah. I'm not thinking okay. of what is this. So I think he's right. Personal responsibility. is is gone. It's and, gone. And I can it's assure gone. you, none of us there were at all upset that the dogs were running around like banshees having the time of their life. We were loving it. Why can't right. I be barefoot? Yeah. Why can't I be barefoot? Why can't, you know, why can't I have my, maybe my shirt untucked? Because the next person shows up with jeans and the shirt down to the ankles and, you know, whatever. And, and then we take that as a kick in the face and everyone has their own opinions on everything. If everyone does it in a classy way, in their own style, their own style. You might have a pair of pants on there, $1,000, that I might think, man, those are disrespectful to a golf course. Well, to you, they weren't. If everyone's respectful to everyone around them, then we don't have all these minuscule rules, yeah. and which ruins everything. Right. You know, we just had to make no dogs. Beautiful area at River Creek. No dogs allowed on the patio anymore because people can't handle no. that responsibility. Yeah. Uh, people complained, or they were, the dog owners were no, not? No, rightfully so, that the dog owners could not were not handle. handling their responsibility. Right. right. Oh, that's a shame. And right you're there. eating yeah. dinner out there, so and the dogs are running. So you got to legislate. That's exactly course, what happens. And it's yep. a shame, because most of the people would love for the dogs to be able to be seen, but not under their table. <laughs> not under my table. That's right. what I'm saying. Under your table right. is fine, not yeah. mine. Correct. Under, yeah. you know, they don't even know the dog. It's under their table, eating scraps. Yeah, the funny thing about rules is that we did violate one rule because we brought some cocktails out with us, and the starter said, you're not allowed to have that here, but he let it slide. Yeah. And when we paid our fee... He was saying it's like whatever it was, 40 pound or whatever. And I started kind of 
good-naturedly give him like 40 pounds. That's a lot of money. I'm like, nobody's out here right now, sir. Are you sure that we don't get a twilight rate? And I'm going on, and he then stiffens up, and he goes, get your itching fingers out and get into that wallet. Wow. <laughs> and I great. laughed my ass off. I'm it's like, great. good, perfect. Way to give it to it's me. Great. Yep. Uh, any other magical moments, Buddy or Johnny Ghoul, that you can remember out well, there? Well, I've seen a lot of magical mo- moments in tournament play, you know, watching. I, I described my own personal experience at St. Andrews. Uh, we had one of our pros who's, who's uh, now in another section, Chip Sullivan, make a hole-in-one on the 53rd hole of a 54-hole championship to win by one. Wow. That was pretty impressive. That was know, a good a good friend of mine, Glenn Miller. Yeah, seventeenth oh, hole, Glenn, Golden yeah. Horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. one hundred and ninety yard par three. It wasn't a pitch and putt. Knocks it in. Was down one. Now he's up win. Par, yeah, par Glenn 18. lives in a rubber room now. Yeah, <laughs> but he's Glenn, living my, he's living out, a retired life. So worked he's, out he's great good, for Chip though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Good old wow. chipper. Uh, okay, buddy. You know, I, one that comes to mind is we were somewhere in uh, Myrtle Beach, I believe, somewhere playing out of town. Bald Eagle comes flying down the fairway, just gliding wow. right down the middle of the above us, right down the fairway. It was just one of the coolest things I've ever just been on a golf course going, This is this is awesome. So Yeah. It's yeah. Just, a uh, full blown bald eagle basically. Yeah. Yep. Nature baby. And all those good reasons why to play this utterly maddening, impossible, unrealistic game of golf. Because it still is the best. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. Just one flush seven iron's enough for me. That's it. You know? That's pretty much it. Okay, we got a quick nine coming up. Speaking of rules, speaking of the U.S. Open, oh my goodness. A qualifier DQ that has been the talk of the golf world, plus some media news in golf. Bryson DeChambeau, I see, is looking ahead at the scorecard here for a quick nine. Some good hypotheticals as well. So all that and more coming up. Stay with us. We're plausibly live at the new Golfdom in Rockville, Maryland. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more, and get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. Dennis, what a jerk. I'm never playing golf with him again. We're on the 15th hole. He's beating me by a couple of strokes. <laughs> then he's about to hit his second shot when he picks up the ball and cleans it. So what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but the rules clearly state that you cannot clean the ball unless it's on the green. The rules are very clear about that. Certainly are. Yeah, so I penalized him a stroke. Ah, so what happened? He lost it! <laughs> We almost came to blows. We're like face to face, like a manager and an umpire. You know, we're like, hey, we're not talking about. You're in my face. I still don't see what the big deal is. Hey, a rule is a rule, and let's face it, without rules, 
There's chaos. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who still don't know the difference between red stakes, yellow stakes, and white stakes. Except they're all bad. A Seinfeld classic for sure. A perfect intro for our second segment and to start our quick nine of just a mishmash of topics and stuff from the world of golf. John Rodas is with us. The uh, Rodas Academy is still going strong at River Creek, but he is also the uh, director of golf there. Yeah. OMG. Yeah. The, the dog. Factory. That's right. Yeah. John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic CG- CEO. Middle Atlantic PGA. Slow down, everybody. The executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA is here. He was on Capitol Hill. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm just a bill. It's exactly oh, right. Yes, Hill. I want to hear about that later in the show. And Buddy Christensen of Golfdom, who helped get this store open. It's beautiful. There's shoppers in here. Come on by. We'll tell you how to get some sweet discounts and giveaways before the show is over. So, hole number one. This is amazing. Tommy Cool, K-U-H-L, I think I'm saying that right, of Illinois, that plays at University of Illinois, senior, had himself quite a round at the U.S. Open qualifier in Illinois recently. Thought he was going to clearly make it. Shot 62. Is that good? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I feel like he's related to me. Cool, cool. I mean, it's got to be. It's yeah, not. He's, no? he's not at oh, all. Okay. However, after the round was over, another one of his teammates said, wow, what a great round, and said, I shot 64, but, man, you just shot 62, and on aerated greens. And that was when Tommy Cool realized, uh-oh, I might have fixed an aeration hole or two, and that, John Gould, inexplicably, is still forbidden in the rules of golf. Yeah, there, and there were a lot of changes to the rules on the putting green. To basically, you know, remember Phil Mickelson was taking a practice stroke and he and he bumped the ball, and mm-hmm. you know, almost everything goes on the green now. You you can get away without penalty uh, as long as there's no intent for yep. almost everything. And one of the things they excluded from that, and, they, and obviously they didn't write it that way. You can do almost everything. But there's, you know, but there is still a penalty for you know fixing uh, a hole, uh, you know, made by a greenskeeper that is intended to be there, which is what a what a. Um, and why would is. they? Why would they make that rule that way? Well, let me let me back up. They, say, there is f- a local rule that you can add to allow you to fix. Okay. Did uh, they? Did they? Holes. Did they fear that? Tournament golfers would undo the necessary <laughs> aeration and hurt the green's health? No. Like, somebody closed up all these holes. <laughs> the green's dying now. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's that. Well, thing. first of all, you could... Pace a play thing? Yes. So. It, it would take hours for, for the guy. If he's going to repair everything in his line, yeah. it would take a long and time. And someone would. And if so, I told you I saw James Pelland of Langley High School, my teammate, fix 37 aeration holes at Herndon Centennial on the 16th green en route to making a 12-footer for par, yeah. would you believe me? Yeah. Good, because it happened. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Yeah. That little that little pipsqueak, he was like, nap, nap, nap. So, like so, I go, I cannot believe you're doing this. Yeah. Uh, you better make it. You, did. Right. you can, you can uh, invoke a local rule to allow people to repair it. So your public play, your your club play, we actually have it on our hard card for, for most of our events that you can you can repair it. USGA, they're never going to play lift, clean, in place. They're never going to probably allow that rule. That's yeah. just the way they roll. Okay. And yeah. So long story short, he then disqualifies himself. Yep. 
incredible. Is it, was this, A, an incredible act of golfing honor, B, a stupid rule that should have properly been ignored, or C, a little bit of both? It's both. Okay. It's both. Because, you know, again, the integrity of the game is a self-ruled game in most organizations because you don't have officials walking around with you. So, yes. And it is a stupid rule. Um, but I understand the genesis of the rule because of the pace of play issue. Because pace of play is the most important thing in golf right now. So, I understand it. But um, What if it was one aeration hole? Yeah, I, that's the thing. How many it's did like he how many does it, Were know, they on the is, clock at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't ignore the rules. Like the clip well, goes, and that's rules, exact, there's yeah. chaos. Well, that's rules exactly why. It, it, you, can't, you can't write the rules to quantify what you just said. Yeah. What if it was one? What if it was two? What if there yeah. was no pace of play issue? Yeah. That's why you have a hard, almost all the rules. That's why the rules are hard and fast about what they are, because when you start making exceptions, you get chaos. Yeah. Well, and so, a couple tour pros disqualified themselves after I heard when they realized that. And they're not used to playing on the aerated greens That's, at all. They so, said that. They said, we never play on these. Yeah, yeah. so they didn't realize Must it either. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. But the other cool thing to the story was, the way I read it anyway, is he was watching a teammate in a playoff trying to get one of the last spots. And because he had DQ, his teammate oh, good. got oh. in. Good. So if there's any little So his teammate's rich dad paid him to DQ himself. <laughs> I get it. It all makes it's, sense now. I think it's a up. wonderful example of how golf rules itself. It's the first option. Yeah. The rules are the rules. You may not like them, but the rules are the rules, and it's your obligation to know the rules. He didn't, but he still you know, was very honorable okay. to, to uh, report himself. Hole number two. NBC has hired no laying ups Chris Solomon, Solly, to handle U.S. Open streaming coverage. On Peacock, part of the team of their streaming coverage, not the network stuff. While it's good for him, I'd say, are we dangerously close, Mr. Ronas, to just giving away coveted broadcast jobs in this sport based on little more than social media following or clout? Well, I mean, the whole world, unfortunately, now is to, you know, how many uh, followers or how many, how many people you influence. Influencers. The whole world is the influencers yes. now. Like John Ronas is an influencer, And I'm not. And it, and it actually it, it gets me a little upset. Trigger I'm, you. I'm a producer. I've produced really good players. But I'm not an influencer. I'm not spending my time on social media to try to get likes that has nothing to do with my profession. And unfortunately, there's plenty of people out there that have a following, but they're not really that good at what they do. But they're good at something that relates to that. In other words, they're good at wearing some clothing a certain way or whatever <laughs> it may be, right? Man and woman. And so, but it doesn't relate to their, their task that they were supposed to do. So in that regard, I say yes. However, so the talent level is not where it should be. However, the exposure... We'd all like the exposure of the game to be as broad as possible. So I'm all for that. But I would, rec- I would like the most talented people okay. to get those jobs. Fair enough. Cool. Well, I, we've had multiple discussions on this show over the years about how, uh, you know, t- the TV broadcast can't just continue to be the same and the same old thing, and we have to keep getting better and all the tools with TrackMan and, and, and all the things that have been innovations and have helped us. You know, I think this might be one of those things that, you know, I, I actually – got a little amused by the word coveted broadcast spots because, you know, we're trying new things and we complain about the same old people. True. Well, we're trying something new. And we it's possible we won't like it, but that's why we do it, you know, to innovate and Was to do new things. Was there a tryout for this job? 
Well, that's a good question. I don't guarantee know. it's how many people follow so you. So there's no triads. Like, yeah. look at the followers, look at the connection. He seems like a nice guy. I've never met him, and I like their podcast. Uh, but it's just fascinating, buddy. Your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, even Augusta would do perfect coming there, doing yeah. some stuff. Yeah. So there, you would think Augusta of all places would be the last to go that route, and they're yeah. they're looking at it that route. They were so, the first. Yeah, but they, they were, were one and done. They didn't get invited back this year. Right. No, but they're still they're they're all the main factors a are stuck using? in Ray's Creek's tunnel. That's why. <laughs> well, but laziness. The, the the brand manufacturers are using some of these. Uh, oh yeah, no, they're tight with yeah. uh, Barstool and no yeah. laying up. Yeah, and good who else? good golf uh, connected to Callaway. I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones are, but they they're all connecting up with these and because these? of their influencing. I'm I'm slow to the ball on good good. I am, how, too. I don't know they? much about them. They're sort of up and coming. I did see one clip, which went viral, not in a good way, of this good, good amateur match, which had a fair amount of spectators around one of the tee boxes, maybe 100 or so. Wow. And a guy Uh-oh. hits a screaming Hazel rocket? low rope hook and yeah. nearly kills somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't see that? No, and it wasn't necessarily his but fault. They were, they were grounded in there. What do you mean it wasn't his fault? It. It was, Did you see where they were? Well, was, I, but yeah. what I mean okay, is... Now I'm going to show you guys this so you can are, see people it. Are, look, are where they, look, look where these people are standing. I mean, I don't know what you're taking for he granted. He did not hit a good shot. I won't say yeah. defend him and say... Buddy, he it was eight feet off the ground and 45 degrees But look on where the, the people vector. are standing. And what are the handicap level of these guys? I don't even know. Uh, Garrett Clark is the guy's name, and here it is. Right here. Hey, look at the crowd. crowd. That is yeah, but look at what chapter on the left. Yeah, they are. They're lying tight. They think it's a tour. Yeah. All right, now, now here's the cell phone footage from. Oh, wow, Watch I haven't seen this. Oh, you haven't? Oh, it's good. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, the thud. Yeah. But that's who people are following, right? I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know. It's I a different world. I am amazed at that but number who, of people who there. Is, who is watching this? I don't know. And kids, that's, kids my online. question is, you know, we're in, a, we're in a shoot, I don't even know how many thousand foot, square foot, beautiful, beautiful Hold on, let me guess. Here. Let's guess. So this is one, uh, 56,000 square feet. I'm going to say 28,000 square feet. What, what is a huge golf store? What size? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it's, no it's uh, 8,000 square feet. Yeah, it's 11,000 square feet. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. I weigh over it, It's funny. That it's, yeah. it's a hard, but this is an, it looks bigger because of the way that it's. Uh, so we're that's in a, what she said. We're in a bigger. beautiful, okay, moving we're in right a beautiful along. place here, and you have to figure out the demographics that are going to walk in here and buy the stuff. Yep. And it might not be these people. So right. it might not. Or it might be. It might not. Or it might be. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to figure it out. That's generation, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying they're yeah, trying to figure it out. I know. By the way, I think I described a Bucky's when I said 56,000 square feet. It's <laughs> been huge. to a Bucky's. But this is why you have golf administrators. They would know to have ropes to never let those people stand where they were standing. <laughs> Come on. They would not be allowed on the course without a cart. They, they're running, a, a running an event with just two dudes playing golf. <laughs> yeah. No other. That'll get you fired in a yeah. hurry. Yeah. Or sued. Yeah. 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 All right. Hole number three. Where do you stand on gimmick holes that are designed specifically to produce articles, photo shoots, viral publicity for golf courses that may be new or out of the way or hard to get to. I'm okay. 
You're okay with that. I'm okay. Got to do what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Do you know what the kind of holes I'm talking about? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll give an par, example. The though. par six at, at uh, Meadows Farms. Yeah, that, okay, that's and, what I was thinking. Uh, okay, yeah. par six at Meadows Farms. The 700 yeah. yard hole or whatever. Field and yep. yeah. where where is that in Virginia Meadows? It's Farms? Uh, down in, Sp- in near Fredericksburg, about 30 40 minutes near Fredericksburg. Okay. I'm talking about even more higher end courses, like say at Mayakoba. There's a hole with a gaping hole, a, a, a cave in the middle of the fairway. Mm-hmm. On number 10. Yeah. They could have easily routed around it or probably filled it in. They left it. They're like, this is a cool gimmick. Trees in the middle of the fairway or island greens yeah. or uh, at uh, Stevens Point in Uncle Wisconsin where greens. they're going to have the senior champ, the senior U.S. Open this year. They have one hole that has the most flowers ever on it. It would always be in golf yeah. digest. Like, look at the flowers at Stevens Point. Yeah. Oh, the building at Whiskey Creek in the middle of 18th Fairway. Isn't There's right? a yeah, gimmick for there. there. Yeah. Something yeah. for the front of the scorecard, for the website, to get yeah. people writing articles. It's gimmicky, but you got to have a hook. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. You just that's have to be hook. careful that it doesn't become the negative aspect of okay. the, right. the hook. Or the only thing you know about it. you yeah. gotta, you got to come yeah. because of it, and then you got to like the rest yeah. of the golf course. Right. All right, hole number four. Bryson DeChambeau has gone from being the bulked-up golf ball whacking guy to a much leaner, meaner body type in just about a year and a half. Question, is the sport of golf ready to have a big boy, grown-up conversation about steroids mm. and HGH? Or are we just going to keep pretending like, nah, nobody would do this? I think that it's being held true with Tiger and uh, DeChambeau, and there's probably a couple others out there, um, that it doesn't quite work for golf. I think it expands your, your muscles too much and tightens them too quickly and adds undue weight that is devastating to the body and is shown to be breaking down. Because I know Tiger did something, and DeChambeau obviously did something. So it's proving in this sport particularly that it doesn't improve what we're doing here. And by the way, for the record, so... A long-term, I should say. So we don't get sued like Pat McAfee and Brett Favre. The do-something could have been skinless chicken and high reps. No, no, no. Just for the record. Yeah, I'm but, not saying but steroids, I'm actually. I'm not accusing... Yeah. I, I am not accusing. I'm just saying a grown-up conversation says, wow, DeShambo used to be bulked up. Now look at him. What's going on here? Yeah. That's the discussion, the possibility, Ghoul, that there are athletes in golf taking banned substances and not getting caught because they do test. Sure. Right? They do. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think the answer to the ultimate question is no, we're not ready to have that conversation because we're clearly not. Uh, and Nobody's having it. It's not no, on yeah. Golf Channel. Nobody's yeah. saying, wow, what's right. up with DeChambeau? Well, well, remember, yeah, I, I think still, we need to have it. I will always remember our first conversations about that player, and it was Denerdbo. Remember? That was your yeah. name for him. <laughs> so he went from skinny as a stick to inflated like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man back down to kind of a fit – Normal looking guy, right? Um, you know that's a lot of change, mm-hmm. but, but we haven't seen it work, like John said. So if it doesn't work, I don't know that it's going to expand too far. Once it works, and then you see it expand, then we got a big problem. But but Bryson's always been out there with his, yeah, his, his A through Z. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. science different. stuff. Yeah, yeah the he, same length clubs. Have you noticed he's also gone away from the very punchable face hats he used to wear? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was the biggest thing. Like, if I was his consultant, I'd go, you got to lose that cap. Is he still doing the same length clubs? Do we know? I think he's still doing the same length. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he was injured. His wrist claimed it was ping pong. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> and now he's much leaner, and he apparently is healthy, and he's playing better golf. He's on a live tour. He's making a lot of money. Okay, hole number five. 
Your game has fallen apart between 18 whole rounds of a tournament, let's say. You're playing 36. Falling apart. You've got one hour, one hour to figure it the hell out. Your coach is not there. You can't get a hold of any other PGA of America. Ding, ding, John yeah, Gould. thank you. Professional. What would be the best use, Ronus, of your one hour? A, watch as many YouTube videos as you can. B, go beat a large bucket on the range and hope you find it. In the dirt. C, call your lowest handicap buddy at the club and ask him for a tip. Or D, eat a cheeseburger, drink a beer, and say, F it. D. <laughs> I, although I'd modify it, I think you need to drink two, maybe three beers to where it's just three not beers, one cheeseburger, just go yeah. right to the you beer. You got to get a little looser. I think. Okay. A little, little Goal, more what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's D2. I, I, I don't, there's no, first of all, the video question is absurd. There's no way that's going to help you. There ain't gold in them there, YouTube Hills. I've never believed in it. I don't think there is. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're banging balls for an hour and you're hitting the same skanky shots you were before, that's just going to make it worse. Okay. You know, so I, I'm. It's not there. Yeah, it's I'm just not saying. not on that golf course that day. <laughs> three beers will change not only your swing, but it'll change your outlook. Well, you know, again, you never know. That hamburger may change the weight distribution in your body. And, you know, I'd pound a milkshake and something else. And just what you're trying to do is forget for a second. So if you can meditate, I'd meditate. Uh, yeah, Ooh, I, I okay. put myself out of my misery for buddy, a while. I'm right with these guys. You know, I don't think there's any other answer. Cheeseburger and a beer. Yeah, cheeseburger and beer. Wow. I don't know. I try all four. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, At once. I get I get the I get two cheeseburgers, no beer, diet coke, and I'd set up my phone that's and right. I'd go to YouTube. You'd have an iPad, and I'd look at my watch. Yeah. Like I got I, okay. Now that I watch the videos and I'm full, I got ten minutes to hit some balls. Yeah, and the search great. is just bad I'm sure golf. that'll work out great. Bad golf. What video might pop up? Hole oh. number six. Your golf buddy has an absolutely epic rage meltdown while playing around with you. You decide to film it, and he doesn't actually realize it. What do you do after the round? A, post immediately to every platform and make sure you tag everybody you can. B, show it to them and offer them a chance to buy it from you or delete it. (laughs) C, tell him, as long as I never have to see this again, this video never sees the light of day. Or D, call TMZ. That's a great one. It's C, for me, because okay. I never want to see tell him. Look, I'm going to do you a favor, but I'd have to show friends. <laughs> yeah. You know what I would show? I would show people that don't. Because I used to do this actually. I'd give a lesson and I'd have the video on my phone of somebody and then melting I'd go down. Go to the baseball field that night. I'd be sitting with all the fathers in the stands, mm-hmm. and I'd say, "You want to know?" Because they think it's a glorified position. I right. go, "You want to know what I do all day?" Here's this guy sawing wood before he teed the ball up for two minutes, and I have to watch it and not laugh. And I would show those guys, they would laugh their heads off. So the guys that didn't know him, I would show that video too. Okay. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's close to a C. I, I would sit him down and say, we're having an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Right? I would, I would bring the <laughs> all the people when they walk in the door and we all turn. What are you, what are you all doing here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and we'd watch the video together. Oh, that's I'd great. make him watch it in front of his peers and say, "This is unacceptable." Yeah, I'm keeping the video, and then I'd probably kind of combine it to the to the D or no or to C, I guess, where I 
I'm going to keep it until you prove you're not doing this okay. anymore. Buddy, what about you? I'm going straight C. Maybe, maybe I, I like the idea of showing your friends. Maybe a year later down the road you show them again. Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm not there to teach them a lesson about it, and I'm not there to show everybody All else. Right. But yeah. laugh about it for sure. Depending on the size of the meltdown, I'd, I'd get a price from TMZ first. <laughs> <just a> price. <laughs> and, right. then, and then get back to my buddy. Hole number seven. For 90% of amateurs doing diligent, widely accepted stretches, for 10 full minutes, let's say, before a round, does nothing to improve your ball striking or your score change my mind? No. What you're supposed to do is warm up. Really? Warm up's not stretching. Oh, really? Now, let's face it. I don't know what I'm talking about here. This is for but 90% of amateurs. This is not for tour What pro you shows. really should do is you should run from the car to the tee, or you should do jumping jacks. Or you should do something to warm actually the blood in your body. The warm, not the blood. The warm the your muscles. body up and the muscles the up. Muscles, tendons, and that yeah. will actually that's they say is better than the the necessary oh. the stretching. Now I'm sure you should stretch and please don't write the emails of Ronus. <laughs> They're already being written because <laughs> Ronus knows he's an idiot right. on this one. So, but you really should warm your body up more than you should worry about stretching. Cool. Uh, well, I'm I'm, a, I'm in the camp that it never hurts. Right, and I think you're right. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. But I'm here to tell you, it ain't gonna. I've never had a round where I go, "Wow, I shot really well. I hit the ball great. It must have been those stretches." Well, it's because I could. I got a little bit more turn, right? It's because I stretched. I could turn a little bit more, and I hit it two yards farther. And you know, you never know. It's all timing. Didn't hurt yourself. That's for sure. That I mean, hopefully you didn't hurt yourself. As amateurs, buddy, it's all timing. Yeah. How is our swing timing on this particular day when we haven't played in two and a half weeks? Right. Well, I I think I go back to. Answer D from before. Two beers, and then we go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like it. All right, hole number eight. Your college-age daughter is a Division One golfer. She's pretty good. Not likely to be a pro, though. Doesn't seem to have that ambition. She tells you one day that when she turns 21, she wants to start an OnlyFans account, but assures you that she will not include any, nud- any nudity whatsoever. What do you tell her? Well, fortunately, I have two boys. <laughs> I got three. I, and I have a college-age daughter. Thank goodness. I have Ghoul two has, I have two daughters also, college-age. I, I, I don't know if I should. If I hate to say it, but I don't know what an OnlyFans account oh, is. Stop I'm it. not kidding. So okay. I don't. Well, I'll tell you off the air okay. later. But so, but what it sounds like to me is that I would hesitate to say that it might be a gateway drug. Oh, yes. Right? So I would say I'd rather you not do that, but you know what? She's an adult. She's going to do what she's going to do. I mean, look, influencers like Paige Spiranak have kept their dignity, have never shown nudity, to my knowledge, and are making a good living doing what they do, combining sex appeal mm-hmm. with golf. What's wrong with that? Not my daughter. No? No. You draw the line at OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. What if I she mean, wanted there's... to be the next Paige Spiranak, but just not on OnlyFans, on TikTok, on Instagram, yeah, I mean, et cetera? Yeah, I mean... I mean... Tights, tight shirts, skirts, the whole deal, well, blah, blah, blah. I would just blah. say I want my, my daughter to succeed in whatever she does. She's very smart. She's athletic. I think she could succeed in any kind of profession. Just not that. Yeah, I, I just don't, you know, I would even say, even if it's not about sex appeal, if it's just I want to be an influencer and I want to, I'm like, to me, that doesn't feel like a real occupation. The problem yeah, is, I'm an old man shouting at the clouds, and I, I understand that. It's, an, it's, it's something you can do and make a lot of money on now, but it's fleeting. Right. It's like a pro sports career. Your career yeah. is going to end, then you got to figure out what am I doing with the rest of my life. Correct. 
And that's, that's so it has nothing to do with that part of it. I just don't feel like that would be an appropriate use of her many talents. That's Buddy? all. Well, I mean, this question kind of reads Paige Spearnock, right? <laughs> I mean, like from the get-go, right? Yes. And, and she's unapologetic and, and she's got her career going in a very big way. Like yep. you see her with uh, yeah, she's on some of the points, points, but one of the gambling sites. Yep. Um, so, and, and there's a number of who would have thought that golf would be uh, an avenue for the, this these kind girls of, this, to use to make money. Yes. And there's others coming for her crown. You yes, know that. no doubt. Yeah, but this goes back to what I said before. Paige Baranak actually has some verbal talent. Yep. Right? So she can talk. She can do a commercial. She can do uh, a little tip or whatever. So she backs it up right. with some talent. But, and there's a, there's a number of them on you know the social media sites now that are using golf yeah. to get that broad right. Uh, audience. I don't know. Make money when you can. All right. Exit question. Hole number nine. Quick one. Short par three. What's the point anymore of these Golf Digest, Golf Magazine? Top 100 courses. Oh, look at that. Looks like Spyglass is up there. Wow. Look Advertising at that. money. Look at that. Augusta's Oakmont. I would have yeah. thought. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, Shinnecock we're, we're, we're is not top even 10. advertising I'm, money. I'm very cynical of those lists because they're all. there's a reason for all of them. Yeah. Whether they advertise me or they let us play. You know, as part of the Golf Digest team or whatever. Yeah, I'm very but cynical. here's the thing. Why would Shinnecock ever fall out of the top it 10? Wouldn't. Never. And there's never. no new courses. They can't have top 100 new courses because right. there's only there's been a top 100 in the last 50 years. I don't years. think they've yeah. built 100 in the last yeah, 10 right. years. So. Yeah. All right. Coming up, Mr. G goes to Washington. It is the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom here in Rockville this week. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and okay. more. Well, we'll Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come and check I'll out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Born, RLX, and more. And get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. Golf is the ultimate avoidance activity for the dysfunctional dad. A game so nonsensically difficult, so pointless, so irrationally time-consuming, the word golf itself could only stand for get out, leave family. <laughs> All golfers say the same thing to you. It's a very challenging game. I'm sure it is. It's challenging trying to throw a tic-tac 100 yards into a shoebox. That's not a reason to devote thousands of hours to a game that even at its highest skill level is basically whack. Where is it? Oh, damn it. Time now for the keep your head down, straighten your left arm, swing low, but sort of fast golf tip of the week from John Ronis of the Ronis Academy at River Creek. Johnny didn't know he was going to be required now to give a tip every week, but I found that rejoin. I said, oh, we're putting this back in the mix. Final segment here this week, Capital Golf King. Thank you for listening. Buddy, thanks for having us here. Come on down to Golfdom, where you're going to be able to get some cool things by just saying, hey, heard about it on the radio, or I listened to the podcast. 
Excellent. Before that, give us a tip. Uh, I would say one of the best tips you can do is right-handed, one-handed putting. For really? about about six feet, four to six feet, right-handed, one-handed putting, especially if you're a traditional putter grip. Um, it's just you have to learn how to control your right hand. Your right hand is is everything in putting. If it's if it's traditional grip, and you have to learn how to control it, or you have to go to a non-traditional grip, which are becoming more traditional. But one-handed, right-handed putting. I remember you told me that one time when I came to you for putting problems and. You said, I'm a believer in the right-handed dominant yeah. putting stroke. And yeah. I said, oh, I want to cut my right hand off. If yeah, I and then you yeah. go to cross-handed or you go to claw yeah. or you go to whatever, which is fine. But um, if you're traditional, you got to learn We saw the one-handed, left-handed chipper uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago on yep. right. Senior Tour. Yep. Okay, buddy, for those that are in the Rockville area or just travel the region all over the place and are going to stop in, they got business out here in Rockville, whatever, Tell them what they can get by merely whispering into the ears of your cashiers the magic word about, hey, I heard on the Capital Golf Gang, you can get X. Well, we will set up a $20 coupon for any $100 or more purchase, and we'll grab some golf balls, get Zabe to sign them. Ooh, oh, nice. Zabe sign them. Oh, I want some of those. Yeah, exactly. I've got some tailor-made uh, TP with fives? the golf some TP buys with the Golfdom Shield instead of the number, we so it's kind of a special. John and I don't. Yeah, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> no, this is this is a. Uh, we have, safe, well, uh, no, what the whole the whole show will sign them. <laughs> oh wow! They don't, I mean, they don't care about our signatures. <laughs> somebody will. <laughs> well, and somebody, it, that's too many oh, signatures. Hold on, too many signatures. No, it's not. We'll, f- we'll make them small. I guarantee you, if, we, if all of us sign a golf ball, someone will come into the store in the following week and say, "I want that ball," because they're a fan of the show. I guarantee it. All right. Well, we'll have it. Okay. We'll Take. have we'll have that first one in. We'll get a ball retriever. How about that? Nice. That's oh, part that's of your, no your iron intro. covers. No, no we'll, iron covers. We'll get. Well, I got to make sure we tro- got them. Are you trolling me? I am <laughs> <laughs> going to first one in. Well, I'm going to put one behind the counter. First one in comes says Capital Golf Gang. That ball retriever is yours. Okay. Oh, that's How about that? Great. All right. I that's love it. Great. Very good. Come on by. The store is beautiful. It's brand new, and uh, you've got. Two fitting bays in the middle. We're in a third one, actually. You got one, two, three, three. Now, right? Yep. Yeah. Three. Uh, one premium fitting room that you're you're all enclosed here, and then two more out towards the floor. Um, Beautifully lots, done. Lots of apparel. Uh, shoes. We're still getting our inventory in. We've got a big grand opening. Lots of bags. Lots of bags. Grand opening celebration starting May 19th, so next Friday. Yep. Uh, During through, the PGA. The, yes. The uh, weekend of the PGA, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've got a uh, couple of the junkies coming in for Great. an appearance on Friday, and, and all nice. weekend we're going to have some, some giveaways and stuff. Watch out for Lurch. He will take everything yeah, out of the sun. He has no here. shame whatsoever. No, he's, Sticky fingers, he's, Lurch. You're like, I'll take two of those, three. He'll be like riding Dangerfield and Caddyshack. He's a supporter, though. We, we I know love he him. is. I get we got to love him. Okay, uh, Mr. Gould goes to Washington. Uh, you yeah. went to Capitol Hill yesterday for National Golf yeah, it's uh, so the uh, we co- it's the American Golf Industry Coalition is the group. So superintendents, club managers, PGA professionals, association executives, uh, all descended on uh, Washington from all over the country, uh, and we all visited our local reps. So I met with our uh, the staff of our uh, two senators, and not only my uh, House of Representative, but you know three or four others in Virginia, really just trying to a you know promote 
golf as, you know, what, what our legislators don't understand what we need to help with is that golf is a collection of small businesses. And there are so many times, Katrina being the worst example, where they have disaster relief laws or, or tax relief laws, and they exclude golf, and they lump it in with massage parlors and casinos. That's wow. And the problem wow. is... Insane. Yeah, the problem is the language was created in the 1970s, wow. and they've been cutting and pasting it since, the exact Ugh. same language. And so there's actually a bill that's you know um, bipartisan uh, in the House right now that's out there just to change the language. It's a one-page bill. It's probably the shortest bill I, I could imagine. Just, hey, let's stop excluding golf from all these relief it things. So that probably was a, never get passed because it doesn't have $10 trillion yeah. worth of spending attached. Yeah. Correct, yeah. correct. So there's Your a couple marks. other things that we were talking to him about. One is, you know, in relation to staffing, what's called the H2B bill in terms of bringing people in from other countries to work. And that's not just the golf industry. It's every industry. The, the number that they allow in is absurdly low. 66,000 people in the whole country are allowed in for that. So it's, it's really uh, tough to get help, especially with low unemployment, as we do now. And uh, a couple other things related to turf grass research and um, nice. using golf as a, a fitness option for, for uh, uh, SHA. So, well, I'm know. glad you guys are doing this. This is how many years now you've gone up there? Well, I've personally Hill. gone probably 10 years. Uh, you know, obviously, COVID, we did it virtually. But, right, right, right. Um, and, and I think it's maybe 11 or 12 years old we're, we've been doing that. Yeah, so. so it's only been 11 or 12 years where yep. you finally said, hey, we got to stop being treated like massage parlors right. and casinos. Yes, that's crazy. We're a wholesome, valuable part of communities. $100 billion industry. So the new economic impact, $100 billion industry, bigger than the motion picture industry and the newspaper industry combined, except every time wow. the motion picture industry turns around, they get a tax break. You want to come here? Wow. We'll give you a tax break. You want to do this? We'll give you a tax break. We're the reverse. Every time wow. we turn around, we get penalized. So Yeah, it's um, terrible because you're right that, you know, People want to see the big, fancy, expensive courses and the right. huge clubhouses. Yes, right. they're part of the ecosystem, but it's a small sliver of it. Yep. The majority, you could, have, you could have a whole golf course that is run by six people, yep. right? Yep. Or less. 15,000 courses in the country. 10,000 of them are public. 80% of the golfers are public. Uh, those are a lot of people that's livelihoods, like John Ronis and myself, buddy, that our livelihoods depend on golf. Mm -hmm. And if there were a natural disaster and the course is closed and you get no money to help, help we're out of jobs. We're yeah. out of, we're, we, we yeah. got no income. And in other industries, they say, oh, we'll, we'll help you. So that's, you know, it's tr tragic, but we're hoping to try to fix it. Good. Did you thank you? Did you propose stiff mandatory minimums for iron covers? Uh, that did not come up. Oh man, a missed opportunity. Next Terrible. year we'll stock up on them when you do that. Give <laughs> yeah, me, give right. me fair warning, there, John. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Great show today. Thank you so much for coming on yeah, out here. Get on out a new place. Yeah, yeah thank you guys awesome, for coming. Buddy. Great, great job. In All here. right. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you to WJFK for carrying this show. Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. You can listen to us as well on the Red Circle podcast platform. Have a great week, everyone, and we will see you next time on the Capital Golf Gang. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So, yeah, thanks for the shirts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.